0: Aldous Huxley was an English writer and philosopher. He wrote nearly 50 books. And here's his quote about history. That men do not learn very much from the lessons of history is the most important of all the lessons of history. Welcome to the History Slices podcast. A mother-son duo discussing awesome bits of history. We prove on every show that history is not boring entertaining yet stimulating this is history slices and now here's your hosts jacob and rachel
1: jacob hey mom (laughs) i'm excited to get into this topic today
0: yes i
2: know you i know this about you
1: I actually brought well it's not a surprise to you, but I brought to the conversation today a little surprise for the audience <laughs> in the way of some music. So
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to that when okay. we get to it. Uh, so today we're talking about bullfighting. It's not as common here in the States, which is one of the reasons I want to talk about it. Also it has like some interesting historical Relevancy, I suppose. Oh, that's good, yeah. Uh, if that's the right word for it.
1: <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Yeah. So uh, it's a sport, it involves a bullfighter. There's horses, sometimes the bullfighters on a horse, sometimes not. It depends on kind of the style of huh. bullfighting. Uh, and they're trying to subdue and immobilize slash kill a bull. Again, it there's different rules and guidelines, you know, if we're talking about Spanish style or Portugal style or whatever. I think it's also a little more common in mexico than in the states
1: it would be interesting to see mm-hmm. uh, the differences between you know the different styles to be yeah. able to watch that
2: a lot of kind of just latin countries mm-hmm. if that's the right word for it have bullfighting in some fashion and we're, we're going to be talking about spanish style because that's arguably the more well-known at least uh in north america it's Common in Spain, obviously, but it's also can be found in southern France, Portugal, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, Venezuela and Ecuador. So, oh
1: wow, that, that Spanish style can be found in all those different places. Yeah. So uh, it,
2: it's, um, you know, like I said, a lot of Latin yeah. based countries and. Um,
1: I'm kind of surprised about the France thing because I thought it was more a Spanish language kind yeah. of a sport.
2: Yeah, I think it, it's just one of those, they're next to each other. Right. There's some Neighbors. cross-cultural pollination. <laughs> I think. it's <laughs> <laughs> almost a pollution and that would have been a native contest in yeah. there. So basically in Spanish style, the bulls are, they're raised free reigns. They're bred for aggression, you know, to have like a, a temper and to yeah. like, you know, charge and stuff. You know, like I said, Portugal is a little different in America. In the U.S., it's often combined with rodeo. Which is a whole nother topic. So,
1: is there actually bullfighting that goes into like in America that goes on in America?
2: Yeah, but I think it's a little different. Okay. There's like some legalities and stuff, and I'm I don't sure think it's, like, it's as popular.
1: Okay. That's really interesting, mm-hmm. though, to know. And, and I could see how that would be sort of coupled with rodeo. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: For those who don't know, rodeo is basically cowboy stuff. <laughs> um, I <laughs> yeah. have a whole episode about rodeo, but uh, it's like a fairground cowboy. Clown Roping, thing. And yeah. yeah, yeah, like
1: cowboy skills.
2: It's like a one of those Southern United States kind of culture stuff. I mean, I've I searched found elsewhere. It is,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, very I interesting. I associate
2: it with like Texas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we could see it here too in yes, the sir. Pacific Northwest. But and they travel. Oh yeah, and for of the rodeo, course. the cowboys and the contestants, whatever, travel for that. But I I didn't really imagine that there were bullfights here, and I can see how they would be different because I I don't really see. The authorities or whatever here allowing us to kill a bull that's the main difference.
2: thing into yeah. the sport yeah yeah with rodeos uh, bull riding is more common than bull fighting right and if you don't know what bull riding is it's basically trying to stay on top of a bull for as long as possible there are mechanical versions at fairgrounds that are really fun yeah. it's a very i think american thing <laughs> but
1: yeah. maybe it's
2: also near up i don't know
1: that would be so scary to be on top of an actual bull Mm -hmm. who you can hardly hold on to when you get flipped (laughs) off you know then you're not on your feet there's a bull with big horns there that Mm -hmm. would be terrifying
2: yeah well that's how we do it here i guess (laughs) now due to bullfights usually happening in late afternoon usually i'm sure there's you know differences based on weather or time of year whatever the cheaper seats are more out exposed in the sun well the more expensive higher class seats they are more in the sade um back in the day i don't know if it's still if they still do it like this but back because i'm not in spain (laughs) uh but back in the day royalty and like nobles and stuff like that they'd always be in like the Sade parts because that's like the upper class pos yeah that makes sense you i have a question for you you might you you might know this Is Spain a particularly humid country?
1: Um, I wouldn't consider it humid. I consider it more dry and more arid, although it has different climate zones. Of course. Yeah. Um, And I think, and this is really just me going off of, so I could be wrong. So listeners, if I'm wrong, just correct me, shoot me an email, (laughs) (laughs) info at historieslices.com. I think like Madrid obviously the big cities are places where you'd see the big bullfights Madrid Barcelona Seville maybe um you know the bigger cities and smaller towns would have you know they might have a version of the bullfight or they might have um different events around bullfights I remember going to one in particular when I was younger it wasn't it was like a bullfighting ring where where they were trained um or where just Joe off the street could come in and, or Jose off the street <laughs> <laughs> could come in and, you know, get in the ring with a small bowl just for the excitement of it, you know, but not like what I'm guessing you're going to be talking about, which is the big arena and yeah. the, all that. Those would be um, the bigger cities. So, sure. so it would be hot. And and I I believe that they're usually afternoon, like you said, I, I don't know that they have many other time of day, but um, so when the sun is is really like at the peak felt yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah. so hot 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 yeah you see a lot of fans you know people um, fanning themselves
2: yeah uh the bullfight itself it tends to last 20 minutes about give or take
1: wow
2: uh i know right it
1: seems like it's a lot longer than that
2: uh it starts with a band and a march parade I'm not sure what the exact is. Like a term procession, I Yeah, think. like a procession. Yeah. There's a trumpeter. He, he sounds out. Uh, the bullfighter comes out. He's all dressed up in this crazy anachronistic 16th century outfit. It's <laughs> like it's like yellow and very colorful and stuff. Yellow isn't a color, not yellow isn't cowardly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're
1: not always yellow but bright
2: mm-hmm. most of the pictures I've seen are yellow oh, were bright. they yeah okay. but I, I suppose it could probably come in other col- yeah. uh, colors uh but he comes out and it's kind of like uh he gets hyped up you know uh-huh. like oh my god yeah. after a few minutes the bull comes out and if you know how bulls act you can tell kind of how the the fight's gonna go if it's gonna be more aggressive mm-hmm. or more kind of skittish or cautious
1: right and I know what I remember I don't want to be stealing any of your thunder. No, um, it's all
2: good. Steal away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that the both the bullfighter and the audience want that aggressive bull, that one who's going to give the bullfighter a run for his money because that makes it more exciting, you yeah. know, more bang for your buck, basically, if you're sitting there in the audience. <laughs> you get to, sir, sir. to witness, you know, a real duel per se.
2: No, I get it. You don't want it to be over too quickly or to be too... Lame,
1: yeah. <laughs> I
2: suppose <laughs> too easy, too easy. Yeah. yeah. So, thing about bullfighting is it's an ancient sport. Like it goes back centuries. The first recorded bullfight, or at least something that resembles a bullfight, was in the Epic of Gilgamesh.
1: Mm, wow. Do you know what that is? I've I've heard of that before, but okay. isn't that like one of the very first ever writings?
2: Yeah, it's um as far as it's an epic poem, and as far as early surviving texts it's like the earliest okay there's probably stuff before then but it's lost the time yeah this is like mesopotamia stuff wow. so in that story i don't want to recount the whole story yeah but basically gilgamesh and in who's his wild man companion friend huh. it's a long story Bas- basically
1: <laughs> it's epic yeah
2: gilgamesh was being a jerk and the gods sent him and Enkidu to kind of blow off steam and, like, chill them out a bit, you know? Huh. And they went on all these adventures and stuff. And one of those adventures was they had to fight the Bull of Heaven, which was just Zion bull causing chaos and destruction and stuff.
1: Wow. You know,
2: as supernatural entities tend to do in uh-huh. these type of stories. <laughs> so what they did was they danced in front of it, they distracted it with bright weapons and their tunics, and then they killed it. And it's all very indicative of bullfighting. Wow.
1: It really does. That resonates a lot with what we would picture bullfighting to be now.
2: I don't know if there's any connection, but it's an interesting comparison. Yeah. Before we go on, continue. And Kindu actually got killed by the bull.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: and Gilgamesh was so... There's two versions. There's the older version where Gilgamesh was so upset about this that he began a quest for immortality, and the newer version, which uh, he began a quest to bring his friend back. It's a little more sympathetic Wow, a lot of old stories aren't really don't really have likable protagonists. Wow, or at least what we would call likable.
1: Wow, yeah. that's really something. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really unfamiliar with the story. How that it's goes? It's an interesting that's, story. That is interesting.
2: Yeah, it was referenced in a Star Trek episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
2: moving on. Ancient Iran, there was bullfighting, but that was more of a religious function, like a a, a ritualistic thing, than it was a sport or what mm, would call sports. Okay. It also happened in Rome as like part of their gladiator games. Uh, In the Colosseum? Yeah, though that was less focused on bullfighting as we would understand it and more just wild animals and other gladiators going at it, you know, type of a thing it was more of. One of the animals they would let loose into the Colosseums along with lions and alligators or whatever i don't know you know just (laughs) wild dangerous animals that they would starve and they would because then they'd be aggressive if they're starved right so there's that not exactly the same but it's kind of like related related you could arguably consider that like a predecessor maybe in medieval spain but it's by the way medieval spain spain has an interesting history because unlike greece or italy spain doesn't really have its own well i don't know I wanna say anything too ignorant. They got occupied and invaded a lot of times during um like medieval times and during like kind of Greco Roman times. Uh and that ended up influencing their culture. Like the Moors were there right, for a while and right. stuff. So that's why if you look at mythology, like famous mythologies, you know, you're like, Oh, the Greeks have Zeus right. and Poseidon and the Romans had Jupiter and Saturn, which are kinda like the same thing as the Greeks, but don't worry about it. And like <laughs> Up in Scandinavia, they had Odin and Thor uh-huh. and uh Freya and all that. You know, Spain doesn't really have that. <laughs> you know, there isn't really any iconic um at least that D- I'm aware D- like of. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Their mythology is more like, you know, I think there's like stories about dragons or whatever, but yeah. it isn't like yeah. I don't know, it's just an interesting that kind is, of cultural That's that thing. is really
1: interesting. I never thought about that before. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, medieval Spain bullfighting is a thing, obviously, but it was more of a high society, rich person thing than like the masses. Um, okay, you know, I'm sure there was probably public events like that, but it was considered more of a like this is what rich people do in their, their free time. You know? To be
1: entertained, yeah. and I can I could actually see why that might be because well, a you, you've got the money to go see it, but also you have the time, like. Mm-hmm poor people in medieval wherever were probably just busy trying to feed themselves and keep track of their land and
2: their farms yeah.
1: or whatever. So there wasn't really leisure time. No,
2: no. I'm assuming it was a rough period of history. Yeah. So like
1: they, they didn't expect to, to seek out entertainment. <laughs>
2: yeah. The bullfighter would be on a horse with a lance, which I think is still in some versions done today. Usually in Spanish style, it's, the bullfighters on the ground, like on, you know, not on a horse. Or yeah, around, yeah. <laughs> is what I mean? It was said that Sarlamagne was a fan of these fights. Mm. I don't know if, if you know too much about Sarlamagne. He's a very... Was a very influential ruler at the time. Uh, basically, what makes him very significant to history is he had a lot of kids, both legitimate and illegitimate. And a lot of the European royal families and stuff can trace their ancestry back to Charlemagne.
1: That is really mm-hmm. interesting. I think I'd heard that somewhere now that you say it.
2: Yeah. And so can uh, Christopher Lee. Uh, so that's fun wow. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he had a He's like. He's practically
1: a, royalty, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He had a. Um, I say had because he's unfortunately passed now, but he had a uh, map, like a direct line to Charlemagne, on uh-huh. like, just kind of like a, well, this person is technically related by blood to like this person who's married, this, you know, tangled web of family trees. Yeah. So that's fun. That's interesting. There's also a lot of other rulers who enjoyed bullfights at time, but they're kind of less known nowadays, like. Who really has heard about Alfonso the Wise?
1: Alfonso the Wise. I I haven't. Not me. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> was he a Spanish king? Do you know? It's okay if you don't know. A name like Alfonso could be Spanish, yeah, it, but it, it could, could also be. be something else. Yeah, I don't know. Something Maybe. like that. Around that area, yeah. probably. <laughs> okay. I don't
2: think they traveled too much. But then. he was
1: wise and he liked bullfights. So. Yeah, well, he
2: was called wise. <laughs> I don't know. Like there is a one, how would say, was his name? Robert Edward. I don't know. There is one British. Mo- uh, monarch that was like the young and the reason he was called that is because he was the son of his dad oh, who had the yeah. same name yeah but he himself wasn't actually young you know so <laughs> yeah. it's like sometimes it's yeah. a bit confusing <laughs> so moving ahead a bit to um 1726 francisco romero i think that's how you say his name uh is he's commonly credited as being the one to introduce the whole bullfighting will on foot
1: concept in the
2: 1700s yeah I think he might have also induced the cape theme but don't quote me on that I uh, I was was having trouble
1: pinning that down
2: yeah like finding a good source on that but that's like a thing that's said however Juan Belmont who is usually he's usually credited as the inventor of modern style bullfighting he was and I think still is considered like the greatest um, matador of all time.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. And was he also in the 1700s? No,
2: no, no. He was in like the late 18, early okay. 1900s. Wow. So, what he did was, we'll talk more about him later, uh, but what he did was he stayed within a few centimeters of the bowl and it was very theatrical and wow. stuff. And so,
1: he gave, he put on a good show. Yeah, the
2: crowd loved it and yeah. it, it was imminent danger. Very influential. The style stuck. And uh yeah, you know it's it's like anything when something really popular comes along I was like, oh I want to do that I want to piggyback off that that
1: makes sense yeah if people mm. liked it then other bullfighters will mimic it. yeah, it makes me think really quick um, sure. just connecting my head with, um, you know, the excitement that people go to bullfights to see the excitement. I mean, there's there's a chance that, that bullfighter could die, you mm. know, like. Well, that's a, part of the
2: excitement. Yeah,
1: I know. And that's sort of a weird thing about who we are <laughs> as people. Mm-hmm. But it made me think a uh, connection to like Cirque du Soleil, the circus performers that, yeah. you know, they fly around really high. Of course, they take precautions and safety, but still the acts are dangerous and Mm -hmm. that's like where the thrill and the excitement comes in. And uh, it's just, just an interesting side note. Just,
2: I, I kind of, I hear what you're saying. I agree. I think it's kind of like saying that you go to bullfights for the sport. And it's kind of like saying you watch racing for the cars. Like, sir, you do wink, you know, (laughs) like,
1: like instead of like the thrill of the, the possible, yeah, the possible danger. Yeah. 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 which
2: I think is not to, you know, speak ill of anyone who's into that stuff, because obviously any, you're, any if you're, into, it, you're sport into it, but
1: it's like that. Yeah,
2: I think there is a level of that, even if it's a conscious yeah. of just like, that's where the thrill comes from. Right,
1: right. It's like that conquering, facing death and conquering it. Like sure, or at least anything, this like time. Skateboarding <laughs> or any, anything that's thrilling like mm-hmm. that, where there's. Always this possibility. <laughs> I, I
2: would wanted have immediately thought of skateboard, but sir, we can go well, with I'm, that. Well, I
1: wasn't just thinking skateboarding like... From your house to the store, so i are thinking yeah, about some of the skateboard you're competitions, like Tony Hawk or something. Yeah, where they do tricks and get sure. lots. Yeah.
2: So, uh, torero, as
1: I say it, pretty close. I would say torero. Torero. Uh, torero. I don't know how to say that really in English. Torero.
2: <laughs> torero. Okay. I'm just gonna call it torero. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's wrong. Whatever. It's fine. It's fun. Fun. Uh, it, it's a type of bullfighter. Basically, okay. it's like kind of the the typical archetypal bullfighter. Okay. Um, they're athletes and in terms of like agility and coordination and stuff, but they're also can be considered artists because of presentation and the theatrics and all that. They're like, back in the day, and maybe still, because bullfighting is still popular in Spain, uh, they're like rock stars, basically. They're yeah. like, oh, it's so-and-so, and he's like... Uh, kind of household oh no.
1: names. They get a name for themselves. and Yeah,
2: kind of like during the Age of Sail, pirates were. Uh, you know, it was just like, oh, this person is really interesting and noteworthy and stuff, though yeah. uh, one can make the argument that bullfighters are a little more moral on average than pirates. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, because there's nothing necessarily immoral.
2: Well, we're going to get yeah. to We're going right. to get to But if you compare somebody
1: who fights an animal to somebody who raids it yeah, and steals and no, kills that's I, I agree. <laughs> I would agree with
2: that. But I, I'm just yeah. thinking about comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they'd get money and fame and stuff. And, you know, who doesn't want money and fame? Yeah. Or at least money, especially if they're good at it. Because if they're good at it, then it's like even better. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, well, could make a wrestling comparison, but I don't know enough about wrestling to really talk about that. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, matador is like the highest level of that. Oh, uh, that's
1: interesting. Torero.
2: Tur- tur- yeah, tur- I didn't
1: realize that. That was actually one of the questions I was thinking about. Was um, if a matador. And for some reason, that's easy to say in English. Yeah, is, um, <laughs> I don't
2: know. It's just a weird language. It? It's weird. Is the
1: same as a torero, or if they're different? And so you just answer that. So okay, that's yeah. good. So matador is like really good.
2: Yeah, they're they're like the different the, level, the best. Okay. Um, it's still pretty dangerous though, obviously, uh, because it's a wild animal. Yeah. With horns. Unpredictable. And massive. We own cows, and I'm just picturing them with horns and temperamental, and I'm just—they're <laughs> uh, big. Since 1700, there have been approximately 533 deaths in the arena, at least in professional bullfighting.
1: Wow, that so. seems huge.
2: Yeah, so quite a bit. I mean, I guess it's hard to put that into context because of since 1700, that's yeah, like 300 years. 300 years. It's enough. If to you think like, about like you know,
1: professional, you know, NFL players. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, maybe some have died playing the game. I don't I'm really sure. know. Yeah, I'm sure um, some It hasn't been around as many years, but it's nowhere close. To I can't imagine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the threat is real. <laughs> the excitement is real.
2: Absolutely. Um, There's a couple other types of bullfighters, quote unquote. Sometimes they're not really... Oftentimes they don't find the bull, but they have a role, you know, like there's the, um, Alguacilio. <laughs> Is that how you say that?
1: Yeah. That was what we tried to practice ahead of time. That was yeah. hard.
2: But basically they're a horse rider. Then in the parade before the, uh, the fight, they kind of lead the procession around, uh, there's also a picador uh-huh. or a picador. Yeah. I good. guess. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And these guys, they ride, they're also on horseback. They ride around the bull and they zab it with lances. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of reasons why I do this. It's not just animal cruelty, though. It could probably be considered animal cruelty. We'll get into that later. It it keeps the animal arra- enraged and angry. Mm. So it doesn't lose interest. Yeah. And it also weakens it. Um, like it kind of realigns the animal, if you will, uh, to kind of in the role it's supposed to be. Ah. Uh, Toro on horseback is called a rejonador. Rejonador? I don't know.
1: I've never heard that word before. So what yeah. do they do?
2: Oh, basically they're uh they're a turtle, but on horseback. Okay. Like they're like the ones that, um.
1: They actually fight the bull on horseback. horseback. you okay. mounted
2: instead of on the ground. Oh, okay. Is this a difference in like. Different styles. Styles and how you go about it.
1: Okay. Um, that said to be some brave horses,
2: huh? Oh yeah. Well, well-trained horses. Yeah. Probably. Um, the outfits they wear, I want to briefly touch upon them because they're really interesting. You can find pictures on them online if you're curious, but they look really fancy and strange and old. Um, (laughs) And they're called, uh, well, the name translates to suit of lights.
1: And in Spanish, it's traje de luces.
2: Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I have that written down. I'm like, I don't know how to say this. (laughs) Um, There, it's very complicated. There's a lot of different Spanish terms to describe the different, like, Sasses and like pins and stuff yeah. on it. And I didn't want to just make a giant list. So I didn't
1: it's include really that. But. <laughs> it's really ornate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And colorful. It's very
2: ceremonial.
1: Ceremonial. That's, yeah, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't there something to do with like getting dressed for the bullfighter is like a whole, what's the word I'm thinking of? Ritual. I think that there's sort of a ritual behind them getting dressed and preparing for the bullfight.
2: Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. given how crazy the outfits are. Yeah. Um, I mean, crazy in like a, a good way, like a fashionable way, not mm. like that's whack, yo. <laughs> so before we go into some famous bullfighters, because I want to talk about them as well, you mentioned you had a bit of a surprise for us. I
1: do. I would. I would like to play. I found a bit of a, a soundbite of what it sounds like at an actual bullfight. Yeah. In I believe it. This one's in Spain.
2: Sure. And is this the um Paso doble?
1: Yeah. So. Um, bullfights typically start with a paso doble, Mm.
2: which is a double step in English.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's uh, a good job, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know that if they always sound the same at the beginning Mm -hmm. of a bullfight, but you'll hear it here. You'll also hear some, um, just like sounds of the crowd a little bit and it's about 28 seconds you'll hear some of the crowd saying ole
2: let let me set the states first before i listen to it just real quick uh so this is a military march that it inspired a highly influential genre of music in spain and this time music is often um played during bullfights like if you ever see an old movie or or a video of it it, this is a type of soundtrack they have going on
1: i love that yeah awesome thanks for adding that so i'm gonna go ahead and it's
2: sure. a button, yeah. Isn't that exciting? So it was. I know. It <laughs> makes
1: me get really excited when I hear that it's a very energizing kind of music. And I guess, you know, you could hear the the crowd cheering. I, I couldn't really quite make out the olays, but I think yeah, it was a different there. one I was listening to. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, so that would have been when the procession was entering the ring, I think, or when the bull was entering the ring. I'm not sure.
2: It's a climatic swelling moment. Yeah. It's, a, it's an entrance. Yeah. I love listening to um, music that's very involved with culture, especially culture that I'm not a part of.
1: Yeah, I love it too.
2: Just because it's interesting yeah. and it usually sounds pretty good. Uh, like, say what you will about bullfights. That music sounds pretty good, yeah, I think. Like, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a couple famous bullfighters. Yes, sir. So, Juan Belmont.
1: Right. You mentioned him before, and I was, yes. um, I get the Juan part. Cause that's very Spanish. But the Belmont part doesn't seem like a typical Spanish name to me. It sounds
2: more French than anything. It's really
1: interesting that he's. I believe
2: that's how you say it's B E L M O N T E.
1: Oh, with the e at the end does make it sound kind of French, but yeah, interesting. Sorry, yeah. And just like a side note that that didn't sound very Spanish. Sure.
2: Yeah. I also I think I misspoke earlier, and I want to apologize. <laughs> Printer atraction. Um, he was born eighteen ninety two, so he was only barely in the eighteen hundreds.
1: Mm, okay. Um. Well, you barely misspoke then. Yeah. We'll <laughs> let it slide. We'll let it slide good. this time. <laughs> uh,
2: specifically April fifteenth or fourteenth.
1: Eighteen ninety
2: two. Okay. Yeah. He's a. from Seville? Juan, I keep want to say John. Juan, he had a a a record number of fights in the arena, and as we kind of talked about before, he greatly influenced the sport and how it was done. Like there's a lot of I don't know if imitators is the right word, but a lot of people took after him.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: His unique style, which again was very close to the bull. Part of that was I'm I say part of it. I think a lot of it was he had some bad legs like some minor deformities and that kind of ended up influencing his, like his style and conduct in the arena. Oh,
1: that's really cool. Actually. If he had deformities that became a signature style mm-hmm. that people copied, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, um, I love that. Cause you see that sometimes with actors where like they have something that normally would be a disadvantage, but they make it work and yeah. it's awesome. Like, uh, Peter Dinklage is like that, you know,
1: I don't know who that is.
2: He's a, um, is little person the correct term or is it Doris? Oh
1: Probably. Yeah. Oh, is he like the most famous one he's that like I've the seen everywhere? He's like the most famous. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> in uh, Elf. He was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I forget his name. He was in that one movie you saw but... that I don't remember the name of. In any case, and uh, like uh, Dante Bosco as well, whose voice has been unsane since puberty, but he's a great voice actor. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they
1: use it to their advantage, yeah, they, which y- is awesome. Yeah.
2: I, I'm a big fan of that stuff. Um, however, this close encounter style of bullfighting, it led to a lot of injuries. Uh, he got gored multiple times, <sighs> which sounds like a horrible way. Makes sense.
1: So he gored and survived, obviously. Uh, since yeah. there were multiple of them. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: he didn't die in the arena. Okay. Obviously earlier bullfighters would try to keep their distance for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, no, screw that. I'll wow. get right up to it. He, he was very young when he began, he first began bullfighting in 1908 and by 1910, he'd killed his first bull.
1: Wow. So he was only 18 or so. Yeah.
2: So it's pretty cool. Uh, he also had a rivalry with uh, Jose Gomez Ortega. Okay. Which is an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's also was pretty famous in his time. Uh, that was, would make sense uh, why they
1: yeah. would be rivals, like the top guys. Yeah.
2: I think they're, it might have been more of a friendly rival oh, than okay. uh, like... Yeah. damn you Ortega you know I don't yeah. think it was anything like that um, but that rivalry lasted from 1914 to 1920 it was called like the golden age of bullfighting because it was really hot at the moment and a lot of you know talk of the town and these guys were really good at what they did uh-huh. and uh, you know a lot of people were into it. It was a right. golden year. Right, right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of at the forefront of the industry, if industry is the right word for that.
1: Yeah. It's a tough one,
2: but we'll go with industry. Sir sure. Ortega got fatally gored, uh, which kind of ended that whole. In
1: 1920, thing. he was fatally gored yeah. in like during a bullfight. Yeah. Not was no, practicing. just randomly. <laughs> no, yeah, it was down the street. Yeah. Well, I just wonder. How, you know, they must they must practice with real bulls. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was like wild.
2: Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah.
1: Um But gosh, that's not how you'd really like to win a rivalry, probably. No,
2: probably not. Um, and I don't think Belmont wanted that either because he retired not long after. Mm. Uh, for the first time, he retired. He ended up <laughs> retiring three times oh, throughout his career. That sounds
1: like some football players i Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. kept coming,
2: keep trying to get out to like, keep pulling back in. I don't know. Maybe he just loved it. Yeah. The last time he retired was in 1935, which was when he got into the bull breeding business. Oh. Uh, he kind of owned like a, a ranch or farm or whatever the Spanish is. smarter term way to go. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And he was close friends with uh, Ernest Hemingway, who we've also talked about on a show. He actually sewed up in um, Hemingway's book about bullfighting. Oh, that's fascinating. I can't remember. What up. a
1: neat coincidence. hmm Yeah. There's a connection to a previous episode. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because uh, Hemingway loved bullfights. He was so enthralled with that. And uh, this guy was like the Michael Jordan of bullfighters. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. What is interesting, and this is a little morbid, both Hemingway and Juan Belmont committed suicide with a gun. Like they died the same way.
1: Wow. Now I knew that about Hemingway because we talked about that, but yeah. wow. Yeah, that was that's really crazy that somebody who spent their life, you know, risking their life, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was his chosen profession, then to pull out of the ring to, you know, what would seem like a more subdued existence to then kill himself. I don't outside. know the reasoning. I don't yeah. know if anyone
2: really does. Just, he's just had some issues, I suppose.
1: Was it a, do you have any idea what year that was? That was
2: sixty two.
1: Oh wow. So he was a bit older yeah. by then. I mean he wasn't an old, old, old man, but and what, do you remember what year it was that Hemingway committed suicide?
2: Oh, jeez, I don't. I don't um, remember
1: either. That would be interesting, though.
2: Yeah, I think it was either around that time or before that time. Okay, I don't, but I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. it was later. I don't know. Okay, it was, it's been a while since we it recorded has, that. Yeah, yeah. But he was interesting. I thought, oh, that's cool, because I didn't know about this guy. So yeah. I'm like, sure. Going a little farther back to uh like medieval Spain, El Cid, uh-huh. who is pretty famous. We're not sure when he was born. It was around ten forty-three to ten forty-eight, around that time.
1: A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: can you
1: imagine leaving a legacy where people a thousand years from now are talking or know who you were? I think that's
2: a dream, honestly. Like <laughs> that's you're amazing. you're either really good or really bad at that point. Yeah. I heard a lot about him before we began to research him, but Uh it was more just kind of vague whispers and snippets, you know, like, oh, I've heard that name before type of a thing. Basically, he was a warlord, knight, um, guy. He lived in medieval Spain, obviously, given when he was alive. And there's a lot of talk about him. can maybe make its own episode, potentially. Regardless, he is said to have been, like, the greatest bullfighter at the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, of course, bullfighting then is not what it is now, but... Uh, I thought, oh, that's cool. I didn't know he was involved with that. I guess it makes sense given he's Spanish and all that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Really something.
2: And he he died 1099. So he lived a good couple decades.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting to do uh, an episode of him. He's somebody I'd like to know more about.
2: Sure, yeah. Cool. Myself included. I'd also like to (laughs) know more about that. Sometimes, because... I can't remember if this was recorded or not. I don't think it was. We've been talking about this subject kind of on and off and like in our free time. And you mentioned to me that um, the meat of the bull would be given to the poor afterwards.
1: You know, yeah, after, yeah, because we were having some conversations about this. And I, that's one thing that I heard is that when a bull is killed in a bullfight, the meat is distributed to, you know, among the poor people so that they can eat. And I didn't know if that was a true Mm -hmm. or, you know, it seemed like it was put out there as, as in, you know, don't feel too badly for the bull because the meat is going to a good cause kind of thing. So, you know, I didn't know, I just don't know. I didn't
2: know if it was true or not either. So I looked it up.
1: Yeah. Did you find anything (laughs) out about that? I did.
2: Sometimes it's given to the poor, but it isn't always given to the poor. Like either if the bull survives, it is like kind of, you know, put back into the, uh, like the Pasture. The pasture or whatever. They'll use it for breeding or whatever. Mm. And if it's dead, then they'll use it for meat. But that doesn't automatically go to like the poor it citizens. It doesn't necessarily
1: get distributed to the poor people. Yeah,
2: In Spain, you can actually buy bull meat that was uh, bulls that were killed in um bullfighting. You can buy them at certain restaurants and from certain butchers. you know, like oh, specialist wow. stuff. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so you can probably class. charge more for you know, a famous bull. I'm yeah, sure. Wow. Probably. That is really interesting. Yeah. Huh.
2: So we've kind of been dancing around this topic a little bit.
1: Ethics. Ethics. Yeah.
2: Da, da, da. No, um, it, it's just, there's a lot of ethical concerns about it. Obviously it basically comes down to the question of does this count as animal cruelty or not? And I don't know where you stand on it, which is fine. You know, like yeah. I'm I don't know where I stand on it necessarily either. A lot of countries have banned bullfighting or banned specific types of bullfighting. Again, we talked about this earlier. In America, you can't kill the bull. Um I think it's also the same way in Canada too. Like they're technically legal, but it's not, you know, you can't kill it. Even in Spain It's controversial. There are some areas of Spain where it's not allowed. Yeah. And there are others where it's like protected cultural heritage stuff. I don't
1: know the right word I remember so many years ago when I was there knowing then that it was a controversial thing in Spain. Yeah, uh, I was surprised when I cuz it was sorry to interrupt no, you. No, you're good. Um when I went to Spain, like I said it was decades ago. Sir. I was really looking forward to seeing a bullfight because I'd heard about bullfights, you know, and the Spanish culture and everything just being just part of my growing up. Sir. A little of course. bit. And so I was excited to see one and then when I was there and you know, I I enjoyed the experience a lot, but I was a little mortified at what they put the bull through. And I felt like it was kind of an unfair fight. Although the bull is, you know, yeah. what is he? A couple thousand pounds. I don't know. <laughs> and the it's massive horns and a little
2: out of the way class. Yeah, your I felt like it was,
1: uh, it wasn't just the bullfighter and the bull. It was the bullfighter and his uh, posse, <laughs> exactly, you know, kind of picking at the bull, you know, poking him, stabbing him, making him mad. And I, so I'm re- honestly I'm really not sure where I stand mm-hmm. on the on the ethical thing because I also am somebody who likes tradition. Yeah, but I, I don't think I'd about, really yeah. like to sit through another one either. Sure. But then again, I don't like to watch boxing matches either. And, and that's, that's a
2: lot less bloody. Completely
1: ethical because both yeah. people can choose whether or not to be it. But They're I think both it's consenting. Yeah. It's a highly unnecessary to beat people to a pulp <laughs> and maybe make them pass out and kill them. You know, I think yeah. it's completely barbaric. And I don't like that either. So. Sure. Uh, yeah. well,
2: it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. I, well, I was researching this topic. I was looking at videos of bullfights cause I'm like, I'm curious. What is this? And I scroll down to the, first of all, I noticed the, you know, on YouTube, there's a light dislike bar. Yeah. Yeah. Lots uh,
1: of dislikes. Lots
2: of dislikes. Yeah. Uh, at least on the ones I looked at, yeah. I didn't look at all of them, of course. Cause I'm not crazy. Uh, like, yeah. it's like, uh, I was like, okay, I gotta <laughs> got say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went down to, cause that's not necessarily indicative of, cause vocal minorities are a thing as well. So I went down to the comments, right. all negative. They're all like, um, rooting for the bowl to like kill the guy. You know, they're all like, this is horrible. Why is this a thing? You know? And I'm pretty sure a lot of the comments were not made by Spaniards, you know, yeah, like a yeah, lot of them yeah. were probably made by yeah. Americans or, yeah. Brits or whatever yeah. British sorry if that's offensive to British people, you yeah. saying Brits. <laughs> I don't know um Yankees uh the uh and I thought, huh, it's really interesting i I definitely get where they're coming from because I think this is probably animal cruelty, like I'm not an expert, I'm not like someone who defines that stuff, you know, not up to me, but this seems like animal cruelty to me,
1: yeah, well it's interesting though. some of those comments though seem to be putting the life of the bull and the life of the bull fighter on the same plane, mm-hmm. which I don't think that's the case.
2: Sir, no, I know. I think on both sides of the debate, there's a lot of emotion and yeah. a lot of, uh, which what I mean by that is both sides say stupid stuff. And yeah. I think they say that because they're mostly invested into yeah. rather not to keep or drop this thing. I understand why it's really important to Latin culture. Like I get it. Like if someone was, you know, Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of a good comparison. This is kind of a hacky comparison, but in terms of problematic or arguably problematic cultural stuff, um, and I don't want to get into big debate about this, but I see both sides of the gun control debate in America where it's like one side is like, you know, there's a lot of gun violence and stuff. Maybe we should try to like try to curb that a little bit and your side is like well no I want to I have a right to protect myself and this is I've been handling guns since I was 10 and I've never had any problems you know I get both sides of that but I think there's still like a compromise you could potentially reach if both sides are being rational uh-huh. which they're not and that's a problem Uh with bullfighting well, I mean in general you know with bullfighting I don't know what a good compromise would be and that's kind of frustrating because I'm like well either you keep it or you don't
1: it's a little it is a little hard I think Yeah, it's 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 really tough. I think what's really cool about bullfighting is that it it is something that goes back really so so long, like to the roots of society. Oh, absolutely! And that it reaches into present day. There aren't that many things. I mean I guess I could probably sit here and try to brainstorm some things that, <laughs> that also, you know, went way back then. I don't know, okay, we have bars now. We used to have, you know, bars back then or pubs or whatever, yeah. you know, inns. Okay, so that's something. But I it's I think not,
2: prostitution's pretty old. Oh, there too. you go. That's
1: fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just think so there are
1: some things. Okay, but we do have laws about that too. Yeah. But yeah, so it's um it's just fascinating that it's it's like a piece of present day history that you can, you can go watch history happening kind of is what it feels like.
2: No, I definitely get that. But Um, it's, it's
1: tough. It's definitely a tough uh, ethical question.
2: Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't mean to, as much as we geek out over like the look and the music and kind of just the, the event itself. Cause it is pretty interesting. It is. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it fun, but it is like, I can see why people would have fun Uh watching this or partaking in it or whatever. Uh, I, I definitely, there's like a not insignificant part of me that's like, I don't think this is okay. Like I have issues with this, but at the same time I'm American, I'm not Spanish. So it isn't really up to me, you know, yeah, Like, like it's, I don't know. It's a tricky thing, but it's also like, I don't want to be all imperialistic and say, well, it's my way or the highway. Cause life doesn't yeah. work like that.
1: Yeah. And if you ever get to go to Spain, then you just won't be one of the people that buys the ticket. To, I suppose to go so, in. Yeah. That would be how you would express your <laughs> sentiment, I guess. I guess. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just, I thought any discussion about bullfighting would be incomplete without kind of talking about that. Not because
1: it's kind of an elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
2: And I'm not someone who's really into controversy. Mm -hmm. Some people already love that. They just look for controversy when there isn't controversy.
1: (laughs) Um, We need fewer of those people. (laughs) Yes.
2: uh, Or at least we need them to be more quiet. Yeah, Uh, there you go. But the, um, (laughs) but I thought that like, well, this is, very relevant, and I will get rightfully yelled at if I don't mention
1: this. If we don't so, bring it up and yeah, discuss, yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, one of my um the listeners are probably going to know now or knew already that sure. you know Spain and everything that's Spanish I really adore. This is a really interesting topic. I'm glad you got to, you know, shine some light on it a little bit. Um, I learned a couple things myself. Yeah,
2: which I am surprised and happy for. Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: that's really good. That's really great.
2: That's like you teaching me something about Star Wars. I feel like. (laughs)
1: That's an impossibility. <laughs> that will never happen. I, I was like for a second I was like, oh, do I know something? No, I I I I I wouldn't even be able to approach that. When,
2: when the when the west meets the east. The yeah, video. That will never happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so very cool. Thank you. I, I enjoyed this one a lot. So what's awesome. what's coming up next time?
2: Yeah, next time, uh well. First, I hope our audience enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening. Yeah. It means the world to me and uh, to both of us, really. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking about a person. He's probably one of my favorite actors, Vincent Price.
1: Oh. I think uh, one Christmas you got a Vincent Price DVD that I has did, some different yes. movies. Oh cool. I had
2: uh Fall of the House of Uster and Pin in the Penzelem. Some A
1: yeah.
2: uh, Grand Poe kind of Slocky horror, but it was good. I yeah. liked them.
1: Kind of what? Uh,
2: Slocky horror.
1: I have never heard Slocky before. Uh,
2: um lowbrow, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like okay. The, yeah. the right term <laughs> for that. Um I can't wait to get into that. That'll be really fun cuz he's he's a fun person. But we'll we'll dig into that I'm next week. I'm looking forward
1: to learning more about him cuz I recognize his name and what he does, but that's about the limit. So cool. There's <laughs> oh, a lot awesome. to learn, Great. yeah. All right, well, listeners, thank you so much. Like Jacob said, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye.
0: Confucius once said, "Study the past if you would define the future." You've been listening to the History Slices Podcast with Jacob and Rachel. We hope you've gotten some useful information from the show. We hope we made you think, and we hope you were entertained. We know we had fun, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook at History Slices and on Instagram at History Slices Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and tell a friend about the show. That'll help us out, too. One more quote before we go from Michael Crichton. If you don't know history, then you don't know anything. You are a leaf that doesn't know it's part of a tree. Till next time, this is History Slices, signing off.